Hello, this is Gary Hetchens with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. And as we keep saying, it is designed to get us into God's Word for at least a little while each day, about 12 or 13 minutes generally, and in that way, help us to stay strong and even grow in our faith. God's Word, it does so much for us. Bottom line, it helps us to learn how to be saved through faith in Christ. It helps us to see how God wants us to live our lives. But you know, it also strengthens us in so many ways, helps us to have a better mindset, a better outlook on life, and to be better able to handle all the things that life in this world throws at us on a daily basis. You know people in your life, probably within your own family, who need to change their thinking, their outlook. They need to start thinking about their souls, about their salvation, about their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make a commitment to start sharing with your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, literally anybody and everybody you can. You may help turn around a life, a soul, and help somebody actually get to heaven. That would be a great blessing for them, no doubt, no question, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So please make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to finish up our question, our line of thinking and study, asking, what should I look for in a church? What characteristics should I look for in determining what church I should belong to? We talked about how people at different points in their lives will start to think about, you know, I need to find a church. It can be motiv- a motivation that comes from all kinds of different directions, maybe a health issue, maybe an injury, maybe a job loss, maybe financial setback, maybe a death in the family, maybe the birth of a new child. The reasons people give for choosing a particular church, again, are varied and can be all kinds of different lines of reasoning from that's where I grew up, that's where my mom and dad are, I have friends there, close to home, easy, I like the people there, people of my age, and on and on and on. But again, in and of themselves, by themselves, none of these are valid reasons for choosing a church. The scriptures alone are the authoritative guide as to what we ought to be looking for in a church. 2 Timothy 3 verses 15 through 17 tell us that God's word guides us to salvation and it also guides us in God's will to live the life that he wants us to live so we can be with him forever and eternity in heaven. And it also equips us to be the faithful followers that he wants us to be, to be engaged in the good works that he has designed for us to be engaged in. So what do the scriptures teach us about the church that God sent his son to establish on this earth? Well, first, it must be the church, the church, that Jesus founded himself. Jesus said he would build his church, Matthew 16 and verse 18. It must be a church that recognizes and stays true to the Bible as God's very word and the authority 
that guides the church to be what it's supposed to be, to believe what it's supposed to believe, to teach what it's supposed to teach, to practice what it's supposed to practice. This Bible, the scriptures, after all, are the very word of God, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. It must be the church that teaches the biblical method of, of membership. You never find in the scriptures where people are voted in or voted out of a church. You don't find where people talk about, we've got to join that particular church. But rather, in Acts 2 and verse 47, we're told that as people come to salvation through Jesus Christ, he adds them to his church personally. How do we come to salvation? He told the apostles to teach the gospel to everybody, everywhere, throughout the world. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And as a person goes through that process of learning the gospel of salvation and obeys the gospel, being baptized into Christ for the remission of his sins, Acts 22 and verse 16, he is saved. And the Lord himself adds that individual to his church. Well, it also needs to be a church that wears a biblical name, one that gives proper honor to Christ as its head, to itself as being the body of Christ. Romans 16 and verse 16 says, the churches of Christ salute you or greet you. And as we were looking last time, it needs to be a church that has the right mission, the mission of teaching the gospel to everybody, everywhere, throughout the world, in every generation. Mark 16, verse 15 again, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28, verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. In Ephesians chapter 3, and verse 10, the apostle Paul wrote about this mission for the church, our basic primary mission to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Oh yes, God had his son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, establish the church in this earth to teach the world about God, about forgiveness and salvation, redemption through Jesus as their Savior. We are to spread that word everywhere, all through the world, always and continually. Again, how do people become led to, to faith in Christ, in God? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. How should we address trying to understand God's will for our lives? 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. Study, or an alternate translation, be diligent to present yourselves approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or correctly handling the word of truth, God's word. And the church that we need to be a part of, the church that we choose to be a member of, must be a church that worships God in spirit and truth. Now, some people, they may have never thought about, is there a way to supposedly worship God that is truly in keeping with his word 
Or can we just do whatever feels good? Or what somebody else leads us to do, tells us to do, encourages us to do? Jesus said in John chapter 4 and verse 23, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. You see, that phrase, and truth, indicates that it's possible to supposedly go through some acts of what we call worship that are not true worship that are not in keeping with God's will as to how he wants us to worship him. How does God want us to worship him? Well, he certainly wants us to come together as the church. Hebrews 10 and verse 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but all the more encouraging one another or exhorting one another as you see the day approaching. He wants us to be together as the church to worship him, but also to strengthen one another as we come together as the church. And so that means regularly, on purpose, with a purpose. And what are we to do as we come together? We're taught in Ephesians and also in Colossians that we are to sing praises to God. Now, there's no mention of mechanical instruments of music in that, but in those verses, in those texts, but that we are to sing from our hearts. We are to praise him and glorify him sincerely, personally, from our hearts. We are to pray to him. We're taught that in the scriptures. We are to teach his word. Remember that Paul told Timothy to preach the word, 2 Timothy 4 and verse, uh, verse 2. And we are to give from the blessings that God has bestowed upon us back to him in worship to him. We call that collection or contribution. A lot of people have a tough time with that. But 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 and 2. You can also read in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9. There's specific and somewhat detailed instruction as to how God has taught in his word that we are to worship him through giving. And that's not something new to Christianity. That goes all the way back, virtually and pretty much basically to the beginning of mankind on this earth, that God has taught us, taught mankind to worship him through giving back in a sacrificial kind of way from what he has already bestowed upon us in the way of blessings. It is as much worship in giving as it is in partaking of the Lord's Supper. And that's the other way that we worship him. We remember the sacrifice of his son on the cross, God sending his son to the cross to die. By remembering that sacrifice and the resurrection from the grave of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on the first day of each week, Acts chapter 20 and verse 7. Those are ways that God wants us to worship him. And through our worship, we glorify him. We glorify him. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 1, Titus chapter 2 and verse 1, notice what the Apostle Paul writes 
in that particular text. As for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. We need to know what we're doing when we're worshiping God. We need to know how God wants us to worship him. In 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. We are to, again, live our Christian lives and we are to show our dedication and commitment to God and Christ and to glorify God in the ways that God has instructed us to. We can't make it up on our own. We can't do, just do something that feels good to us and we have self-determined we, how we want to worship God. We must come to him his way and we must worship him in the ways that he has instructed that he wants us to worship him. What should I look for in a church? These characteristics. It must be the church that Jesus established. It must be the church that recognizes and stays true to the Bible as its only authoritative God as to God's will for it. It must be a church that teaches the biblical method of membership, coming to the Lord in salvation, through salvation, in obedience to the gospel, being baptized into him, and the Lord adds that person to his church. A church that wears a biblical name, giving the proper honor to Christ himself. The churches of Christ salute you. It needs to be the church with the right mission to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God, throughout the world to everybody in every generation. And it needs to be a church that worships God in spirit and truth, according to God's will. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us the guidance you have provided for us in your word as to what we need to look for in the church that we should belong to. And that would be the church that you sent your son to establish on this earth. Guide us in this. Help us. Give us your wisdom and direction. And Father, please be merciful with us and forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.